Cynics on Disney Podcast contains adult language. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Cynics on Disney Podcast, presented by Nightclub33.com. Welcome into this week's episode of the Cynics on Disney Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby, a.k.a. the Disney Cynic. And I'm Amanda, a.k.a. the Anti-Cynic. And today we're talking about a little day now that me and the wife had uh, this past weekend. We, uh, we started last week by talking about Irish pub food, and today we're going to talk more dinner date night uh, type stuff. Uh, specifically, uh, the two of us probably enjoy this type of food the most. W- would you not agree with that? Oh, yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah. Uh, we had a little bit of Italian, and we did so over at um, Terralina, which is over in Disney Springs at the landing. So, yes, we got away from these screaming children that we still don't know why they're here uh, and took a night for the two of us, didn't we, babe? Yes, we did. I mean, we did. What? Well, it started off as a little bit of a cluster, if I'm not going to lie. We we just kind of decided that we were going to, to go uh, and go to Disney Springs and for funsies, I, I guess, and just to get out of the house. Uh, and we walked around a little bit, did a little bit of um, perusing over at World of Disney, right? Yeah. Uh, perusing, fighting off crowds, same thing, right? Right. Right. It's, I mean... You know, it's always like that, though, at any Disney property, if you really think about it. Especially um, this time of year, because it's spring break. Right. And, you know, shame on us for not really thinking that one through, I guess. But nonetheless, um, we did finally uh, settle on deciding to have some dinner over there. Uh, and what popped up was nothing available. <laughs> because, well, of course... <laughs> I take that back. There was things available, but things that we had already reviewed. Right. And so wanting to do something different, we decided uh, to put ourselves on the wait list. And we're actually very quickly accommodated for uh, for Terralina. Yeah. It was a lot quicker than what they told us it was going to be. Yeah. They told us it was going to be like two hours or something. And it ended up being like yeah. 30 or 45 minutes or something. Yeah. They told us, they quoted us 90 minutes and then it was like half that. Well, so. see, there you go. Um, let's see here. Amanda, would you please give us a little bit of history on Terralina? Okay, sure. Um, there's not a whole lot. Uh, Terralina is, um, it replaced a restaurant that was there. Um, it replaced, uh, Portobello, which was also an Italian restaurant. So there's that. Okay. <laughs> um, and Terralina opened in that spot on June 28th of 2018. So it's been there a few years, um, which I, for some reason, thought was more recent than it is, but it's not. Pandemic. Pandemic. Yeah, probably. Probably. Um, It, if I remember correctly here, I know I found a, um, oh, it's, it is, reminiscent of an Italian home that is inspired by Italy's Lake District. That is the theming. And the the, Lake District? They do. The northern part of Italy 
um, Lake Como um, and Lugano and a couple of other lakes that I am not going to attempt to pronounce because I never took Italian. So, okay, you know, um, but that part of Italy would be considered the Lake District. So this is supposed to look like somebody's house. I see. Okay, and it kind of does. A rich person's house. It kind of does, especially the lobby area. Well, I was going to say more the exterior than the interior, but yeah. Yeah. Um, well, know. the lobby like has that um, like sitting area with like this nice fireplace and and all of that. So, um, yeah, it does kind of look like a very rich person's home. <laughs> huh. But yeah, so there you go. Um, obviously, they serve Italian cuisine, and they're located in the landing part of Disney Springs. And part of the menu that attracted me here was that it was not, like, just a childish Italian menu. Right. If I'm being honest, like, it does have a little bit more to it. Like, it's, I kind of feel like Marie and Enzo's is more akin to Olive Garden. Certainly Enzo's Hideaway was. Whereas this is a little bit more sophisticated. Like, you're not going to find fettuccine Alfredo on this menu. Right. Right. Now they do, you know, say like, you know, part of, you know, Italians like to eat with their family. So this is a very family inspired. So you do find things that are going to appease to kids, but you also find things that are going to appease to, I guess you could say a more sophisticated palate. Which I don't have. Let's be honest. Uh, I mean, I don't have, we we discussed my eating habits last week right? and how I don't like things wet. Uh, So, you know, Anyway, um, now this time we we looked over the 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 appetizers and everything like that. I didn't find anything that was particularly like necessary as an appetizer. No, I'm I'm going back and looking at the menu. Like the only thing really that I probably would have gone for um, was would probably be the bruschetta, but I mean. Even then, it's not like something. I mean, they bring they they have a bread service, so you don't really need anything. Hold up, do you know what bruschetta is? Um, I thought it was like a little toast with like tomato and basil and all. Apparently, I'm wrong. Mm -mm. What am I thinking of then? I don't know. Is bruschetta pork? Yeah. Are you sure? Pretty sure it's ham. Really, really, really thinly sliced ham. I am Googling this now. Because I thought it was something complete. No, I was right. Oh, okay. Well, then what the hell was you, I? You are, oh, what are you thinking of? I know what you're thinking of. Um, oh, what's the name? Search of the P. Um, I think you're thinking of, oh gosh, I am not going to be able to pronounce that. But yes, that's what you're thinking of. You're not thinking of bruschetta. I was right with bruschetta. Bruschetta? You're thinking of pro, pros. Prochetta. Pro, yeah, you're thinking with the P. Okay. So you can understand my confusion. Sorry. God forbid. I'm not looking <laughs> at the menu like you are right now. Anyway, so. 
Uh, yeah, nothing really stood out to me for, for an appetizer, but what did stand out to me here is kind of a place to get pizza. And this is an ever frustrating thing here in Orlando for for me. Uh, and I'm not even a New Yorker or anything like that where I object. The thing is, the water sucks down here. So all the, the local breads and everything like that are a little bit tainted, if I'm not, if I'm going to be honest with you with shitty water. If you've ever drank water out of a water fountain at Disney World, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. Right? Hello? That is correct. Sorry. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, it's it's fine. Um, Maybe maybe don't mute you. Anyway, um, so I I would like to find something other than Lucci's New Jersey-style pizza, which is just outside of the parks off of 192. Um, Definitely don't want to... Oh, our old sponsor. Yeah, might as well give them an old plug. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, th- so I, I'm I, I was torn between a couple things. Um, I, I was considering getting um, the the chicken and spaghetti dish that they had, um, the chicken parmesan, basically. Um, yeah. But ultimately, I decided on pizza. And it's not like, you know, it's it's not like Papa John's or anything like that. Um, so they have preset pizzas. They have your, your margarita pizza. They also have uh, an artisan pepperoni as opposed to, you know, I don't know, an apprentice pepperoni? <laughs> Knockoff pepperoni? Right, right. Um <laughs> They had a sausage and red pepper and onion pizza, and they had some other um, some other pizza on there as well. Yeah, uh, they've got a bruschetta pizza as well. Oh, okay. So I could have gotten that in pizza form, but potentially. Um. Yeah, Depends they've on got. If it starts with a B or a P, apparently, but <laughs> they've got about six different pizzas, and these are wood fired pizzas. So, um. Yeah, thin crust. Uh, uh, I must say. Yeah. Um. So I ended up getting the the artisan, uh, or was it artesian? I don't know. It's artisan. It's okay. Artisan pepperoni. Uh, but I also asked, and they obliged in adding uh, Italian sausage uh, right. to it, which is my favorite type of pizza in the, on the planet. It also had a little bit of garlic and a little bit of uh, basil, if you will. Yes, it did have some. Rosa garlic and basil. Basil. Um, just like the art. Just like the art in Miami. Uh, <laughs> so I'll start off with, with mine. Uh, I did not finish the, this dish. Uh, not that day, but uh, boy, did I scarf it down the next day. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and I don't know if it was just because like we'd eaten a big breakfast or something like that, but I just wasn't like overly starving when we walked in. Yeah. Um, but none. So I figured the pizza would, would kind of sit with me there. Um, but it, it, it was good enough for, for me to actually have leftovers and everything like that. So, um, if you're staying on property, come with an appetite. I, I, that yeah. would account for most of, of our listenership. I, I would say, and this goes for a lot of Disney restaurants, not just terribly. Right. But, um, there's some places that <laughs> you, you can come uh, full and leave full. 
at the same level because you barely got any food. But the, this is one of those places where come hungry, leave them, uh, leave full. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, the bread was actually pretty darn good. As, yeah. In terms of the bread service. Yeah, it was good bread. Uh, I'm not exactly sure if there was a specific type it's, of bread. I don't, I don't know what the type of bread was. It was nothing fancy. It was nothing like, you know, some of the other restaurants that we've reviewed that had like fancy bread or the fancy butters or anything. It was bread with butter. And then off the table was like your oil and salt and pepper and all of that. If you wanted mm-hmm. that. And I also, I, I did kind of try it both ways there with the butter and with uh, some, some olive oil and salt and pepper. Uh, attitude and I like the 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 kind of dipping of the the bread in the olive oil uh, with with some seasonings. I know that's not your thing. It's not my thing. I just uh, I stuck with bread and butter. Yeah, well, you know, there's worse worse ways to go. Um, I I'll go ahead and say pizza is definitely uh, at least worth a try. So, yeah. you know, before I get to an actual review of this place, you know, they're all, I'll point you in that direction. Amanda, you um, decided to break my bank and go with a <laughs> uh, $27 cocktail. Did you not? Um, I did not. I was it $27? So, no, it was not. It was 16 <laughs> Um, Yes, I was quite the expensive date. <laughs> yeah, you were. Jesus. No, I went with the limoncello mojito. I had never had limoncello before, and I'd heard like really great things about it. So I saw it and was like, you know what? Let me. It was my last day of spring break. Come on, um, let yeah, me. I might as well take you to get a drink or something. That's fine. <laughs> so I tried the limoncello limoncello mojito and was very pleasantly surprised. I was not sure what to expect. Um, Mojitos with me are either hit or miss because too much mint is not a good thing. I like mint, but not, I don't want it overly minty. Um, this was very, very nice and refreshing and there was mint in it, but it was not overpowering anything else. Like the limoncello really could come through there. Um, so that, that is definitely a cocktail I would order again. <laughs> good to know just in case I bring you back here. Right. <laughs> Save extra money for twenty seven. They also have a, a bar outside, so we don't even have to eat there. <laughs> you can just go to the bar. Oh, great! <laughs> I'll let you charge yourself on the next one. How's that? <laughs> like it's a very nice spring and summer cocktail. I enjoyed it. It was it was nice. Um, for dinner, I also got a little expensive. Um, no. Okay, well, okay, here's the thing is I was also going, like, I was looking at pizza at first. I was going to do the margarita pizza because um, I don't eat pork or anything. So pretty much every other pizza except the bruschetta was out. Um, and I like margarita pizza. It's good. I, I like it. But when I told you that I was thinking about getting pizza, the look you gave me because you... <laughs> Well, okay, <laughs> if we're going to review a, a, a restaurant, I feel like we should get different things. Right. So I, I got something different. Right. I just didn't think you were going to pick the, the second most expensive thing on the menu. That's all. Right. You I know. didn't think the most expensive. Yeah, the second most expensive. 
Um, actually, I didn't even get because if I would have gotten the ribeye, that was the most expensive. Oh, okay. So I got the shrimp scampi fettuccine. Um, I like shrimp. I like fettuccine. Seemed like a good, good win, a good way to go. Also, the um, the description really caught my attention because the it, it's described as having a lemon chardonnay butter sauce. So I was like, you know what? That sounds good. Let's try that. And it was it was very delicious. It's got the butter sauce. It had sun dried tomatoes, a little bit of parsley, a little bit of garlic, um, and it was quite delicious. I also took mine home, but um, it was not great as leftovers. So it did not travel well. It did not. Um, it, it did not. I don't know if our refrigerator was just like too cold because like when I went to go reheat it, like the butter had like gelled and everything. Mm. <laughs> so I don't well, know. It, um, it does that under under colder conditions. You know that, right? I mean, yes. You know. And that's what I'm saying. I think our refrigerator may be slightly too cold because um, this did not did not hold up well um, as leftovers. But it was delicious. It was. It was the first time around. Yeah, the first time around, it was delicious. Don't have leftovers with it, though. Fair, fair <laughs> enough. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about the atmosphere because we did. Yeah. You did mention that it was a family style establishment, uh, or what have you. There was an appetizer, if I'm not mistaken, that served for, but it was like super expensive too. Yeah, it was their appetizer, their antipasti tower, forty four dollars for this thing. Good lord. But it also has, like, you wouldn't need to eat anything else, I don't think. Probably not. What, what, what was all on there? Uh, the prosciutto, spicy, cap, cap, is it cap, capicola? Um, I am pronouncing all of these Italian words absolutely wrong, and I <sighs> do apologize for that. <laughs> I don't. I think it's funny. <laughs> um, there's, like, some... It has tomatoes, pickled vegetables, grilled zucchini, Parmesan crisp, house-made truffle potato chips, um, a couple of other things that I, I have no clue how to pronounce. Um, I am looking at this list, and they're like, we would not eat the entire thing. Like, no. there's there's nothing like we wouldn't eat most of this food. Like, I would eat some of the vegetables. You would eat like some of the meat <laughs> we might both eat potato chips <laughs> well that's kind of iffy to me because I, after all this time and after all these dining reviews and after going to all these places that now offer truffle for some freaking reason uh i still don't exactly know what a truffle is is it cheese is it chocolate is it uh, is it mushroom i don't know in this case i believe it's mushroom yeah, that's what I want. Fungus potato chips. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I am a fun guy, but still. God, dear Lord, that was a bad one. Yeah, it would seem that the audience. Agrees. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I apologize for nothing. Who am I kidding? Um. So, 
the atmosphere being more family style, it was a little bit more of an awkward feeling to be on a date since every table in that establishment was meant for four or more. Um, I think that the pricing structure here is more palatable for for families than than it would be, you know, as a say. I don't know a fancier Italian rest restaurant. Yeah, and I mean, or, I'm looking at know. the I'm looking at the kids menu, and you know, so if you're if you're taking your kids, which yeah, by all means, do so. I mean, they've got a quite the extensive kids menu for a restaurant, especially at Disney. Usually, you don't see at table service restaurants a big kids menu. Um, this one has a pretty good sized kids menu, and the most expensive thing on it is thirteen dollars. So, That's actually a deal then. Yeah. So if you're taking kids and like we're telling you the prices of what we ate, your kids' meals are gonna not be that expensive. <laughs> like they're they're fairly cheap. And they've got things um the the thirteen dollar meal is grilled fish. Um they do have a ravioli dish, they've got grilled chicken, they've got mac and cheese, they've got spaghetti, um, they've got pizza. But then they also have, you know, for the for the pickier kids like I was when I was when I was a kid, they've got the chicken fingers, the hot dog, and the cheeseburger as well. So. Oh well, that's good. We we needed yeah. to have the the hot dog in there just in case. Yeah. God forbid that. The, anyway, um, so one of the things that I also was kind of struck by. And this is something more that I'm surprised at because it was at Disney Springs. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily like you walk into any bar or restaurant in a park, I guess you won't find a television anywhere. Right. Not a one. Um, but you walk into a bar or a restaurant at Disney Springs, on the other hand, you're almost guaranteed to find a television. Especially at the bar. That was not the case here. No, no. That was something that kind of, uh, well, it made dinner a little bit more awkward than it needed to be, I think. It's not the, like, we didn't just sit in silence or anything like that, but I was completely and totally distracted by watching the World Baseball Classic. And you were not the only one, because every time our server came over, he asked you what the score was. That's right. (laughs) Baseball's still a thing, you guys. Okay, <laughs> like I'm hanging on to it for dear life, but that's that's just me. Um, you know, so it's like and just so you guys know, I know that you know this is not a video podcast, so people can't see, but you are wearing your Atlanta Braves shirt. Oh, of course, <laughs> tis the season for opening day. So. Follow la 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 home run. Um, <laughs> I like that. That was good. Uh, Yay, I got one on you. <laughs> um, so, yes, as the Braves prepare to, to return to regular cities, not Florida, uh, and uh, along with all the other teams down here, and, and the Cardinals and Astros and Phillies and the, the Mets. Ugh. The damn Yankees. The Mets are worse. No, the Yankees. No, Yankees. they're just winners. They, you know, they, it's fine. The Mets fans are worse because it's the same entitlement and same attitude and everything like that, but without the actual winning to back it up. Okay, this is not a baseball podcast. I mean, we can make it into one. No. 
You sure? Yeah. Be fun. This is better. Okay. All right. Fine. So yeah, sadly there was no TV in the in the bar or anything like that where I could uh, keep updated on the World Baseball Classic. Instead, I had to awkwardly wear a headphone and uh, or an AirPod and watch it on my phone, which you know led to not so many discussions at dinner. Which for for that babe, I apologize. I'll go mm-hmm. ahead and say it. Uh, it's but fine. It's fine. You understand. You've been yeah. married to me for like eight years. Sometimes we just don't need to talk at dinner. Sometimes yeah. I just gotta have baseball understand yeah and it was like that was that night was what the semi yeah final game so yeah it's an important game kick some cuban commie ass that's what we did what god forbid that i be anti-communism still in the stand i mean no like it's perfectly okay i too am anti-communism Hooray! I'm glad to hear we're united at least on that front. <laughs> um, all right, so let's go into an overall review. Yep. On a scale of one to five terras, how many Lenas are you giving this restaurant? I think I'm gonna give this a four. A four, okay. What yes. could they have done to improve? Um, I wish my pasta had been better. Than it was as leftover. <laughs> I mean, that's not entirely their fault, but but still. Also, and I complained about this at dinner. They when they give you the bread, they don't have like a bread knife, so you have to use your butter knife to cut, and that was difficult. Yeah, that, <laughs> like, that was. I need a bread knife. That would that would have been nice. A bread knife would have been nice. That that's fair, and, and like. I think your your point is salient, like I said, particularly for those who are staying on property, because if you're going to bring anything back to the room, you kind of want it to travel well. And you kind of right. want it to be because outside of the, the DVC uh, resorts with a full kitchen and everything like that, which even then you're going to mostly utilize the microwave in, in there. Yeah. Um, and this you, is not microwave well. You know, you, you kind of want it to to be able to be microwaved right right if nothing else just to to, to now, get a quick midnight snack i will say this i did take it home i but i also thought i had more than i did actually left over when i went to go like put it in a bowl the next day i realized oh i didn't have quite as much left over as i thought i did um so i mean that also is a point in their favor is that the, you know, it wasn't too big of a portion where I was like, you know, throwing half of it away. So I didn't feel quite as bad that it didn't microwave well the next okay. day, but still I wish it would have, cause it was good. Well, I'm going to give this a uh, three and a half out of five, uh, okay. pretty close uh, yeah. to, to yours. Um, it, basically the same, thought process still applies i wish your food had traveled a little bit better considering how much it was um i do wish uh also though that i kind of like the that disney springs has the tvs i like that you can kind of be in civilization a little bit instead of where whereas at the parks you are very much so and deservedly so i think um kind of cut off from the outside world 
yeah. you're supposed to to be on a break from what's what's going on. Yeah. And that I understand when, when you're in a theme park. When you're at a bar district or a restaurant district of uh, something like that, you kind of still now are back in civilization, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. so I do wish that they had the the TVs going and, and that kind of thing. Uh, but that's okay. It's a minor detail that, you know, really just affects me more so than most people. Um, I thought the pizza was really, really good. I could have stood for a more rising crust. This was more of a thin crust style pizza uh, yeah. than, uh, you know, than others that I've had, particularly on property, which didn't make it bad, but I prefer something with a little fluffier crust, uh, not yeah. as, as crispy on the bottom. Um, but the, the ingredients were damn good, uh, in there. You could tell that the, the Italian sausage was made by hand and made recently. You could tell that the, the pepperoni wasn't just some old dried up log that you could smack someone with and put a good bruising on them, uh, yeah. from the thing that you find at Publix. It was a pretty, you know, pretty well, uh, produced meal. Um, so I'm not knocking it for that. Like I said, it's just more of like the atmosphere. And honestly, uh, like the price was a little bit high for what I felt like we got. I was surprised yeah. at the bill that ultimately, cause yeah. I got, you know, a diet Coke and a pizza. That's 20 something bucks. You know, I didn't realize that your $58 cocktail was going to be on there. Um, you know, I guess I just didn't realize how much that was going to be anyway. Um, and I also didn't realize that the the, sh the shrimp scampi fettuccine was going to be as high as it was either really until the, the end game. Uh, so we ended up paying like a hundred bucks for with tip, right? Yeah. With tip and that I, I've had better meals elsewhere at Disney Springs. So is it the best of food that, that there is to offer? No, but it's worth worthwhile if you're looking for something new and different to, to try yeah. at, at Disney Springs. Yeah, if you're, you know, because I think we're always going to come back to either Boathouse or Chef Art Smith's yeah. as, as our favorites um, there. I, I don't see that changing. But this is a nice change of pace. It's different cuisine from both of those. So. Sure. Well, Amanda, let's get into a little bit of news here. Okay. Um, did you happen to notice a smile on any of the, the cast members' faces as we were banting about Disney Springs? Um, I didn't on Sunday, but I did hear the good news today. So well, I'm sure there are lots of smiles going on today. Yes, it would appear that uh, Disney World, or the Disney uh, company and the uh, largest union that uh, represents cast members at Disney World the service, the service Trades Council Union, or STCU, they have reached a tentative agreement uh, with Walt Disney World on a new contract for cast members, uh, and that would include uh, apparently a uh, increase in pay. Uh, yes. So that increase in pay. Uh, um, what I saw is that it's going up to $18 an hour and they're going to get back pay. Yes. So $16 an hour retroactive to October of last year, $17 an hour once it's ratified and 
$18 an hour starting December 3rd of this year is what their pay scale will be. Also announced, uh, there will be higher pay um, uh, immediately for specific positions, and some of them, uh, which are rather important behind-the-scenes costs. Uh, A housekeeper, for instance, will rise in pay from $17 to $20 immediately, but increase to uh, $24 an hour by October of 2026. Um, a dishwasher goes from 15 to 18 immediately and $22 by the same date. Um, there's a bus driver get, gets uh, a bump from 18 to $20 and 50 cents uh, to max out at 24.50 by October of 2026. So a lot of uh, behind the scenes and, you know, <sighs> Sometimes uh, not necessarily thought of cast members are going to right. be seeing a significant raise, to which I say good for them. Uh, certainly, you know, to to a degree, they uh, most of them deserve it. Um, also, you know, I, I kind of feel like this should have been just done by Disney without a fight. Right. I think it should have been. Uh, no, but the, the way they, the cost of living down here has jumped. This is something that definitely should have happened without a fight. But. And the, like the housing in particular market has has. But also, but also, I look at my career in the state of Florida, and how <laughs> we haven't gotten a pay raise either. So, you know, that's something that you should bring up with your teachers' union, not on this here podcast. But, um, you know. There's also uh, an agreement in there for eight weeks of child bonding leave, uh, which is not something that was currently covered uh, uh, under their contract as of right now. Uh, And the minimum rate for all cast members will have risen to, um, it looks like $20.50 by October uh, 2026, if you were hired before this uh this december 3rd um deadline you're hired after december 3rd of this year uh the then by then you will uh reach a maximum pay of or a minimum pay rather of twenty dollars an hour um so there's a bit of good news there for the cast members hopefully that will cheer them up and lead to a more pleasant experience for all of us once we are inside the parks. Again, I feel like this is something that Disney should have stepped up on their own to do, um, but we can argue the merits of that you know, at a later date. I will just say, though, that part of the Disney experience is the cast members yeah. and how much they tend to magicify <laughs> i mean I, I don't know what else to call it yeah you know, i don't know either you know the one's experience down here and when they're pissed off and when they're grumpy and when they're tired and when they're overworked and all that kind of stuff they tend to be less uh magiciany uh and certainly turn into well different adjectives i'm trying to curse a little bit less on this show um the jerks, jackasses, what have you, you know, uh, and I, I think we have all experienced 
something of not not like them just being you know outright assholes to anybody but some version of uh, being lackadaisical or indifference yeah i guess and that indifference is the the part that has bugged me more than anything i i've always kind of said that the opposite of love is not hate. It's indifference. It's just not right. giving a shit. If right. you hate something, then you're still passionate about it one way or the other. But if you, if you don't care about it anymore, well, that's the opposite of being passionate about it. So I'm a little bit, uh, I'm hoping that this will help engage a little bit more, uh, of the cast members and make, their lives a little easier so they can make ours uh, a little bit more enjoyable while they are working. What say you, Amanda? I think so. I think knowing that they're getting, you know, a, a higher pay raise with, you know, they're getting the retroactive back pay. They're getting, you know, they've got the promise of an immediate pay raise as soon as this is ratified with the promise of a future pay rate, future pay raises. Um, I think that's going to help alleviate a little bit of stress that they've been probably feeling um, as of late, um, knowing that those cast members who do a lot of work of behind the scenes um, that don't necessarily always get the recognition that they deserve, um, knowing that they're going to get a higher pay rate, pay rate as well. I think that's going to help matters. It just seems like, especially after everything that, the cast members and the guests went through under Chapek. I think having Iger come back and and under COVID. Let's let's and not... under COVID. Yes, it, it it wasn't all just Chapek, but it was under all under his reign. Sure, yeah, um, but we can't dismiss and, the stress. You know, I think it, it's finally starting to feel like there's some sort of relief, um, and I think that that is a a good thing. And I, I'm hoping to see happier cast members in the parks. Well, me as well. And as this podcast starts to draw to, to a, a end, we would be remiss if we didn't point out that this will be the last podcast that is released under the Disney 50th anniversary celebration. It is. Yes. So let's take a couple minutes here and let's do kind of a retrospective a short one a short one okay. uh, on the the 50th celebration that was um amanda what would you say is your highlight from the 50th uh, anniversary celebration of walt disney world um honestly for me i enjoyed seeing a lot of the um kind of retro stuff come out i mean it's like mostly merchandising but they did a lot of um retro bringing back some of the things that were you know popular in the 70s and 80s and then i got we even saw come out like shirts and other merchandise from the different milestone celebrations um in fact i do believe at world of disney i think it was or it may have been the co-op um i saw a 25th anniversary shirt that i almost wanted you to buy me <laughs> Um, so there's that. Um, 
you know, oh wait, no, it was at Animal Kingdom. That's where it was. It was when I went to Animal Kingdom. Um, so you weren't with me, but yeah, um, you know, so they had like just all this like retro stuff. I love Disney history, so seeing all of that come back was was really cool. Um, other than that, also seeing, I mean, the castle is gorgeous and Spaceship Earth. They need to keep, I hope they keep Spaceship Earth like it is because those lights are just fantastic. Well, I, I think I think they're going to keep that at least through the 40th anniversary of Epcot. That would be my guess. Uh, yeah. And you're right. They do look really cool, except when when one of the the lights is out and then it becomes very noticeable for some reason. (laughs) Um, So unless they're going to get a crane out there on a nightly basis and replace a couple of light bulbs, I don't know that this was going to be able to continue because eventually those bulbs are going to burn out. I mean, the way that they, they run those things is, you know, it's pretty fantastical if you've ever watched it. Um, yeah. and the, the light show that it does make is something to certainly something to take note of and see while you're down here. I, but just like anything, uh, if it's not, if it's not up to, to par in terms of, you know, maintenance, well, then the, the experience kind of goes downhill to a degree. So, yeah. If they change the light bulbs out, I agree with you. I hope that they that they keep that uh, feature at Epcot. Um, for me, the the highlight uh, was the awkwardness between Bob Chapek and Bob Iger um, at, at the, the 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 proclamation. <laughs> oh, at the the kickoff of the celebration. Yes. Uh, night one couldn't get any more <laughs> awkward if the the writers of The Office had written it. Um, and then before it's even over, yeah, <laughs> Iger has replaced him. Yeah, uh, that certainly. Oh, I forgot about that night. Oh. Yeah, just certainly very, very awkward. Um, also, I, I got to say, we did get one of the better attractions uh, out of this that they were holding back um on us for for the 50th that would be guardians of the galaxy i i'm really excited that that was uh released during the 50th anniversary yeah. i you know all the the overall i kind of feel like though i was disappointed as a disney fan same and and it's what i mean by that is i thought there would be more pomp and circumstance with it and there there really wasn't i feel like there's a lot of pomp and circumstance at the 25th i feel like disneyland's 50th got a ton of pomp and circumstance and i mean i get it it's disneyland it's the first park blah 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 um but still like seeing what disneyland got remembering how the 25th was yeah i kind of expected a, a, a little bit more um, and I don't know if it was because COVID or what, and the I, plans. It had to play a role, it d- did. certainly. Because um, they did, I mean, hell, they weren't even offering full hotel bookings at the beginning of right. this. Right. So there, there's no doubt that it did play a role. Um, but once the green light was really given uh, on all the restrictions and everything like that, 
they should have put their, their their foot on the gas uh for it and done a, a lot more particularly in park uh type stuff they yeah. you know not that i'm one for parades but a special 50th anniversary parade and bringing back something like the main street electrical parade and a lot of people been... were hoping that that was something especially when they released the merchandise for it right you know and then it didn't and that would have been i would have we would have gone I know you would have dragged me to it. Yeah, I would have dragged you to it. And I I think that I might have just been nostalgically interested in seeing it one more time. Um, Just because I, I mean, do you remember the the old Disney uh, soundtrack tapes and CDs for for the parks and everything like that? Yeah. They had the, um, that particular parade music. Yep. on there i could still yeah i can still hear it very clearly in my head uh from so from a nostalgia standpoint i, I would have been i guess a little interested in seeing it um what i wasn't blown away by the was i was disappointed in the 50 characters that were made in gold and spread around the various parks Eh, whatever uh, you know yeah. they they I, it kind of felt like they were struggling to come up with a list of 50 so yeah and i never did find all 50 and then they were like oh they released this thing to where you could like virtually collect the statues but you had to have the magic band plus in order to do it and well, i'm just like really guys really they want I you to buy the magic band plus right but so, i would have been had that not been something you needed see i i never did do you remember that game that they used to have in magic kingdom and i forget the name of it but it was like you could go all around the park almost almost kind of like um what they do over at epcot and the world showcase with like the scavenger hunts that keep changing names um i think now it's like Chippendale Rescue Rangers or something like that. It was like a Kim Possible thing for a while. I mean, I remember the Kim Possible thing, but I don't yeah. recall one over but at Magic Kingdom. There was one at Magic Kingdom that was kind of like that, except I think it dealt, it was more like magic type stuff and you went all around the park. I never played it, but I kind of wish I would have because like you collected like cards and it was free and it was just a really cool souvenir, you know, to get while exploring the park in a different way. Okay. Well, no, they didn't do any of that. They also gave us two duds of fireworks shows that are now dead. Yep. Uh, so, uh, not for nothing. Kind of feel a little bit uh, bummed out that the Disney crowd didn't take to to some of it. Like, I got to be honest with you, the projection stuff is really cool up and down Main Street. I'm glad that they do that now. I don't think that. How do I put this? Disney ha- or Disney fans have a bad habit of really just being overly nostalgic for 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 fireworks shows, and I I guess it. You know, I I. I can't recall the first fireworks show that I saw down there. It was Magic Kingdoms, 
of some kind, but I, I'm, I can recall Illuminations because it was there for, for 30-something years. Right. In some form or fashion. Right. Right. So, you know, I, I guess the the attachment to the fireworks shows, I think, is a little ridiculous. And I think they should have been more welcoming of the the newer iteration, whatever it may be. But maybe with the return of, what what's this one, Happily Ever After? Yes. Maybe the with that return, uh, Disney fans will get what they're they're looking for, and be prepared for the next time that we roll out a new fireworks show, which apparently is going to be somewhat soon because the poorly named Epcot Forever will not be there forever. Anyway, so uh, guys, thank you so much for listening on whatever podcast platform you are listening on. We genuinely appreciate it. However, if we could get you to go uh, give us a rating and a review and a subscription, if you've already done these things, go ahead and redo them at this point. It would be greatly appreciated. Uh, Sign up with a different name uh, and, you know, re-download and re subscribe and re-review help us get the the show out to vastly more listeners we don't care if you cheat no we don't care if it's a russian bot that does it we just want to spread around to a higher listenership so actually yes if you are a hacker and can create a russian bot to to spread that out email us at cynical disney video at gmail.com we'll talk uh, we'll talk terms we will in the meantime so uh thank you so much again for listening we genuinely appreciate it and are wishing you guys until next time that you have yourselves a magical magical fucking day